Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast, where the discussion ranges from employee safety, environmental protection, policy creation, training methods, employee engagement, and everything in between. Your host is Dr. Mark French. As an industrial and organizational psychologist and certified safety professional, he's going to share information and anecdotes from years of experience in the people side of safety. Safety is so much more than a technical skill. It is a motivational need that defines the culture of your organization. Employee safety is a meaningful business practice that makes a direct impact on everyone through direct behavioral engagement. That is why your organization should be using safety as a key method to learn about your culture and lead your teams. Thanks for joining this episode as we talk through current issues in EHS and how they impact our everyday workplace. And welcome to this episode of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Hey, how have you been? (laughs) It's been a while. It's good to be back. I will say that. It's been a while. It's been too long. You lose track of time when things are changing. Uh, So yeah, I'm back. So this podcast is all about how personal safety, that feeling of safety, and also psychological safety, how that creates leadership for our team, how we learn from it, and the importance of us learning from safety. Safety is that gateway into leadership. It always has been for me. I feel like that's the common cause, and that's what led me to develop this podcast and go through it. So, hey, so happy you've joined me. So happy I'm back. Um, Happy you're still subscribed, or maybe you're new. Uh, Thank you. Very happy that you've joined me for this episode. So it's been a really uh, fun time here recently. I've I've had the opportunity to speak at a couple of locations here recently. The first one was the annual ATSSA conference that was quite a while ago at this point. And then a week ago, I was in Bowling Green, Kentucky at the Kentucky Safety Conference. The first thing I want to say is it's really nice to see that we are finally starting to get back together again for live events. Virtual is great. There's a, quite a bit of learning we've been able to do for the past couple of years uh, virtually. And uh, also a lot of certification agencies has given some leeway knowing that things haven't been quite normal. But it was so nice to be able to connect with people real time, uh, exchange business cards or uh, LinkedIn addresses so that we can connect and talk about the things that are important to us and protecting our team and protecting our workforce and assuring that we are progressing in what we do. And and that's the whole point of all these conferences is you have some really amazing people. And I was honored uh, to be one of those that were speaking at some of these breakout sessions and so many great topics. And that's what it's about. It's about getting those best practices and pushing ourselves to keep moving. I love the analogy that you can be going the right direction on the road, but if you're not moving, you can still get run over. And that's so true in safety is that we have to drive continuous improvement. And a lot of it's through learning. 
through experiencing with each other and talking about it. And the safety field can feel very lonely at times because it feels like we're upholding that battle of that two-way street sometimes where we're trying to protect the company interest, we're trying to protect our people, and sometimes we get caught in the middle that no one really likes what we're doing, <laughs> be honest. And we get caught in between that. We can feel very lonely doing that. And so it was so good. And I always encourage, if you're in the safety field, whether or not you have a certification or not, you should be investing in your continuous improvement or your organization should be. I am a firm believer that that's actually one of the items that I've learned to ask uh, as I'm joining different organizations is how they support continuous education and learning because I would hope that they would want you to be the best you can be and they would support you. And I saw some really people I haven't seen in a long time and it was a really, really great experience. But what I think is really nice and what I'm going to get into here, actually the real part of it is the goal that we have really set as we're coming back out of the pandemic is we're getting past the idea of what should we be doing for that, but we're getting back to the items that were plaguing us before then that didn't go away. We still had to deal with them during the pandemic, and they didn't go away, but we had to focus a lot of attention into protecting our team from COVID-19, and now we're going back and we're saying, hey, where were we two years ago? when the pause button was hit and let's get back into it. So with traffic safety, especially some really interesting ideas of new protection methods. Uh, a lot of it was around lighting. I was really shocked to see how many vendors are out there now really focused on uh, lamps that are very portable uh, that go on a hard hat. That's full circle around the hard hat has a blinking light in the back, a flashlight in the front, uh, big stand-up lights to put more light into the work area at night or even during the day. Uh, safety vests that actually have LEDs built in with a tiny battery so that you can recharge it and make sure your team is seen. A lot of the focus was how do we keep people exceptionally visible in the moving traffic safety areas because if it's a stationary area there's a lot of barricades you can put up when people are mobile and moving you have to keep moving with it and it's cones and it's lighting and it's reflective and it's bright and it's spotters and a lot of talk was on that also was that what's the worthy investment of having an extra person that's really that spotter almost what i i think of as like a, the confined space attendant your only job is to really keep your head on a swivel and check in on your team. Are you okay? Are you okay? And what's coming at us? And is there someone not paying attention? Uh, one of the coolest and newest devices out there was an AI sensing camera that had, it looked like eight air horns hooked to it. And if it detected a driver that was swerving toward a vehicle that was on the side of the road doing work, it would blast these horns. Uh, wake-up call. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, a really interesting device to bring that together and I guess wake up a driver because so many times you see them with their head down. What was also great is to see that the numbers of people coming back are eager. They're we're getting back together. So the Kentucky safety conference was one that was growing and I was really proud of where it was going. And then I was worried about what would happen after the pandemic, but it came back in force 
great turnout. Uh, a lot of very eager people met some really amazing, uh, interesting people that wanted to talk about things they were doing and new new methods of being in the workforce. And I'm exploring a few of those options now, trying to learn more about some of this leading technology of prediction and looking at how are our teams reacting to the workforce itself. And if they're doing work, how are they reacting? What are they doing? How are things, uh, how are they able to uh, make that dynamic decision whenever they need to, when something changes? Uh, very interesting ideas that are starting to float around as we move into the next phase of what we need to be doing as safety professionals, what we had to put on hold two years ago. And that is what is refreshing is I'm happy to start moving back into that world of how do we now turn around and pick back up where we were because there were still a lot of hazards in our workplace that needed to be addressed and we didn't have the time or the power or the ability because we were reacting to the situation of a very changing environment up until here recently. So excellent to be back. So happy you're with me. More to come on this episode of the Leading and Learning Through Safety Podcast. You've got a friend in the safety business. Who wants to help your team work safer? The safety dude. Who wants to help your leadership engage through safety? Again, the safety dude. Who is there to take your safety systems to the next level? That's right, the safety dude. Who has the knowledge and skill to drive safety ownership? You know it, the safety dude. So who is the safety dude? Dr. Mark French is an experienced and credentialized safety professional with a focus on the organizational psychology of your company. You can find a safety dude at TSD Amalgamated Safety Consulting, where he is ready to focus on your team's safety. www.tsdamalgamated.com. Welcome back for the second half of our Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Again, so happy you're with me. I am your host, Mark. I'm always glad to be part of this uh, this labor of love that I call my podcast. So something I want to say is that if you are a safety person, you're interested in, in safety news and safety things that are happening, there are a lot of really fantastic blogs. One of them is from Jordan Barat. Uh, he, former OSHA secretary, uh, did a fantastic blog, uh, and he publishes a couple of different ones. One is kind of his uh, a take on current events and safety, and then he also publishes a weekly one of trying to find fatalities on the job and making it real and publishing them. Uh, it's called The Confined Space, and it's such a phenomenal blog. I read it frequently to really understand some of the background from his very unique and interesting perspective of what's happening in the politics, but also what's really happening to our workforce and to our people. And one of the recent articles that I just can't get over, and I keep going back to it, that he wrote uh, was about a construction firm that had some very I think poor practices. And of course, I'm going to make some liberties here because 
the story isn't complete, but enough of it that certainly it doesn't look good by no means. But the way the story goes is that there was people working in a trench that was not protected in any form or fashion. It partially collapsed. They pulled everybody out. And then basically they, they scooped out the whatever was in there. And then they sent everybody brought back into it just as it was. No changes, just, hey, go back, do it, finish the job. And then it collapsed again. This time it wasn't a near miss. This time it was a fatality. Absolutely disturbing from a safety professional standpoint that this happens in the United States to our workers with blatant disregard for humanity. That's a blatant disregard for human, just for being human. And that blows my mind because it's the exact opposite of what I have strived for in my profession. But even as a human, as a person, to take that, that absolute lack of regard for a human and allowing it because what what happens here is okay we know this happened it it happened there was a near miss it could have been bad and then within moments within the same day so this is like just later in the day demanding to go back into that same trench in the same conditions and finish the job and they did they went back in now again that goes back to the idea that we'll do work, we'll find work, and we will provide food, water, and shelter before we care about our own safety. And that's that shouldn't be a decision that anyone in modern day has to make. No one should have to chew. And it's a law. No one should have to chew. They have the right. We as the company have the responsibility. The people have the right to a safe workplace in the United States. And this happens. Absolutely disturbing to me. I, in a lot of ways, it was very hard to even think about vocalizing it until I digested it over and over again of what was written there. And again, the blog is fantastic. If it hadn't been for his blog, I would not have been able to find this and read about it. And what gets me is the psychology behind it. The psychology of what his happening to that workforce and the psychology of the ownership and the supervision of the workforce, very tense dichotomy that is happening there between the two and very interrelated. So let's begin with the theory behind the idea of what would create a situation in which a near miss would happen. You would send people back into the same situation and have a fatality. One, that is not the first near miss that organization has had that could have been a serious, that was a serious incident or fatality, an SIF, potential event. They've had numerous, numerous times because there was a comfort level in just cleaning it up and sending them back in. And there was a comfort level evidently with the team. The team was comfortable in seeing these things happen And just knowing that was the way of the work. That was the way the organization performed. That was the way we just do it around here. We go back in. And I'm also guessing there was very selective hiring processes to find people who would not question it. Because I'm I'm also going to make a strong assumption that if you were willing to challenge it, you weren't there long. 
and you were moved along either by choice or by force, you weren't part of that organization anymore. And we see that, unfortunately, too much, that that is the mentality, that is what is happening, that you become accustomed to it. You accept the fact that death and harm and hurt is just part of the work. Oh, my goodness. So painful to think of. And then we let's, go, let's now go to the management standpoint. And here's the hardest part for me. Regardless of my profession, regardless of whatever I do, I am still a human being. And human suffering to me is something that is really unacceptable. I don't want to inflict harm on anyone. Sometimes I cannot, I cannot fix the world. I cannot fix all harm and all suffering. Um, but I can do little things that I know I can. And one is not to add to it. And so if I was running my business and I knew it could hurt, kill someone, this isn't even just like someone getting hurt. This is someone getting killed. And yet I ignore it. Do I have any humanity at all? Yeah, I know that's, that's more philosophy than psychology. I get that. And yet here it is. Here we're confronted with that. And as safety professionals, I hear stories of safety professionals who have moved on at times from other organizations because they have met that supervisor or that owner or that boss that appears to have lost their humanity, that they run a business as a business. It's as if the human condition the human itself is only to be exploited and then discarded that is not the way that we should be operating that is the exact opposite of what i feel like the modern world should be functioning as especially in a place like the united states that that even further i you like to think that the country you live in is is advanced and then you hear something like this and you slap your forehead and go wow that's far away from what we should be very as far as west is from east from where we should be and wow and so i really want to take as we close this one is to remember that we are all human do things happen yes but our goal our goal is simple It's to find the things that we are doing, try to improve them, try to find new ways and innovative ways to protect our team, but most of all, to show that we care. Until next time we chat, stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Join the conversation on the web at www.thesafetydude.org. All opinions expressed on the program are solely the view of the individual and not affiliated with any business entity. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitute for proper policy, appropriate training, or legal advice. This has been the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast.